This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Welcome to Dental All-Stars. I'm Eric Vickery, lead mastery coach at All-Star Dental Academy and president of Vickery Coaching. And I'm so excited to interview our guest today. Our first guest is Ted Cole. He is UV Angel founder and original inventor. I'm very excited. We have an inventor on the show today. <laughs> so in addition to developing UV Angel, Ted has 25 years experience in leadership roles in informational technology, IT. You guys, that's that, that word IT that you always hear. Uh, this includes things from founding West Michigan's first all Windows-based online service uh, with, gosh, a huge network of 450 churches. Uh, there was grants involved. It, you obviously, you had to lead and run this show, Ted. It looks great. It was a, a tremendous uh, recognition for him and the public service value that he created there. Uh, he's also serving as Director of Informational Services and Director of Telecommunications for a large West Michigan nonprofit that provides a wide array of health services, assisted living, and other services to the elderly. So those of you listening can start to feel this is IT, inventor, and all of a sudden now we've got not only the IT side of it, but health services are going to be involved. So you're going to like this, okay? So serving as Director of Informational Systems for West Michigan's largest privately held accounting firm, as well as serving several years on an international technology advisory board for accounting firms. And also worth noting, three of Ted's innovations have been senior capstone projects for Grand Valley State University School of Engineering. So his IT background really set a firm foundation and allowed him the, the skill set and understanding to develop uh, his proprietary ideas. All right, so that gives you a little insight into Ted. And then we also have Dr. Linda Lee joining us, and she is the Chief Medical Affairs and Science Officer with UV Angel. Dr. Lee is a qualified public health professional with a focus on the relationship of opportunistic environmental pathogens. She graduated with a bachelor's in environmental health science from Indiana State University. She earned a master's in operations management from the University of Arkansas College of Engineering, and she completed a doctorate of public health and occupational and environmental health from the University of Texas Health Science Center. And finally, she has an MBA with uh, an emphasis in healthcare management. Dr. Lee is a certified indoor air quality manager. There's a big hint for you on today's topic. She has spent over 30 years in healthcare, having previously worked for CH2M Hill, Waste Management Healthcare Solutions, Inc., the University of Texas, MD Anderson Cancer Center, and founding member of Cycle. She is a speaker and author of numerous peer-reviewed journal publications and three books published by the American Hospital Association. Wow. So welcome, Ted, Dr. Lee. I am very excited and I've been wanting to discuss this topic for our listeners, our dentists listening. I really want to get uh, just your insight out of this. So let's jump in. Sound good? Sounds yep. great. Awesome. So Ted, I want to jump in right in with you. Give me the, the, this UV, they've heard me now say UV angel a couple of times. What are we talking about today? What does this really mean? Well, UV Angel now is a, a pretty substantial collection of experts in numerous fields, uh, collectively working together to, uh, you know, bring the the best solutions 
for infection control and pathogen reduction in the environment in an automated uh, sense. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of, you know, there are manual policies that every company relies on that are critical, but uh, uh, what UV Angel's goal is, is to use technology to augment those uh, manual physical policies with automated uh, systems that function, you know, irregardless of, uh, of how busy people are that, uh, that continue to do their job behind the scenes, making the environment safer and, and cleaner and, uh, and you know, reduce the, the likelihood of transmission of disease. Got it. Wow. All right. So give me this, this story. You, I mean, it said inventor, and then I was like, okay, you had me at inventor. So what does that mean, Ted, when you invented something? Well, the, the, the original core concept for UV Angel came to me at, a, at my annual physical years ago uh, when my doctor and nurse walked into the exam room for the first time, not carrying clipboards, but instead carrying notebook computers. And they proceeded to touch me, touch computer, touch me, touch computer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, working in, in healthcare IT, that, that immediately caught my attention that, mm -hmm. you know, hey, wait a minute, uh, as part of their workflow now, healthcare workers have to touch computers and an ever-growing, uh, you know, collection of electronic devices as part of their, work, you know, interaction with the patients. And that just as the healthcare workers uh, ideally wash their hands between patients to prevent the transmission of disease from patient to patient, uh, those pieces of equipment need to become essentially self-aware and able to wash their hands uh, on an automated intelligent basis between patients also, or as soon as those healthcare workers touch those surfaces, which is required as part of their workflow, that the fact that they have washed their hands uh, becomes a moot point because they're now infected with a ridiculous amount of pathogens that otherwise tends to reside on those surfaces. So yes. that was the that was the core aha moment. Um, and then it became, how do you automate that? How do you do it in a way that is safe for the patient, for the healthcare workers, and for the surfaces that you're trying to uh, disinfect? And that set me off on the, the journey. And uh, I went through a few different iterations, uh, gradually building uh, an ever-growing team of of experts uh, either working with me or as advisors and, uh, and you know, uh, a key, you know, assistant, you know, roles is, uh, you know, as I needed to gather more and more information and intelligence across a myriad of fields. And, uh, and that's continued to this day to where, where although I was the, the founder and sort of the, the guy who got this rodeo going, I'm now really way in the background. <laughs> and now we have people far smarter and far better qualified than me, for example, Dr. Lee, that's here today, um, that are in just incredible leaders in their specific fields. And, uh, and they're all working together. Uh, they've taken the, the original technology that I came up with and dramatically improved it over time. And, uh, and Dr. Lee, when she came aboard, brought the air technology to the team. 
And that was a major improvement uh, that happened pre-COVID. Uh, so we were in position, uh, thanks to bringing her on board. Yeah, talk about the, timing. Well, that's amazing. So uh, I think that's a sign of good leadership, first of all, Ted, that you've you bring keep bringing smart people into the room. That's awesome. When when did this start happening? Uh, my, that physical was back in February 23 of 2010. Oh, and wow. it took me, yeah, it was quite a while. It took me a few years just to gather the intelligence because there was a, there was a lot of information that was not readily available in the field of UVC. Everyone prior to uh, what I started doing seemed to be functioning or, or working in the high intensity UVC arena. So there was a lot of data in that regard, but um, I, you know, I understood the basic properties of UVC energy, which are very unique compared to other types of light. Uh, and uh, that's, that can be a problem or that, and that also ended up being a very good advantage. Um, and so, uh, you know, I just had to answer a lot of questions that, uh, that I had to meet and get to know people with PhDs in different fields and work with them and get together with different labs and, uh, and come up with some, you know, experiments to, to validate different ideas and concepts that uh, weren't, you know, weren't readily answerable when I first began. Yeah, you got to so do your homework. A few years. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. was the first application date where you actually put a UV light system into a facility? Oh, wow. You know, I'd have to look. Uh, our first clinical, Dr. Lee, do you remember? Was that 2013 or 2014? You know, I, think the, I think the dates on the peer review are around 20. 14. So yeah. I would imagine it would have predated that by a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. We started with a, with a clinical uh, test in a, in a hospital in Chicago and in their ICUs. And uh, that was extremely helpful. The, the feedback wow. we got and the results we got from that. Awesome. And, uh, so, you know, people who are listening can't see, I want to, I want to, physically describe what we're talking about here so they really understand it. And me being a completely non-clinical uh, person here, you know, I'm all practice management and numbers and people skills. I, I imagine a, a light that, I don't know, I picture a tanning bed for some reason, but on a smaller scale that you can be around and you're not threatened to be in it for too long. I mean, give them a, a, a better picture than that, Ted. Yeah, there's, there are two basic, um, you know, technologies that we're talking about at this point. Uh, I mean, there's what we call our ADAPT series, which is what I began uh, creating at the beginning. That's a small uh, electronic uh, device that's about five inches long and about an inch in diameter. It uh, has an incredible amount of intelligence built into it, very similar to your smartphone in a lot of ways, uh, along with a, a UVC bulb and some uh, highly intelligent sensors and uh, accelerometers and gyroscopes and everything to, to make it able to determine its orientation in three dimensions and, uh, and, and even go so far as sensing vibrations of people walking by or even sitting down or wiping a keyboard. I mean, our, our ADAPT device can intelligently and very accurately determine whether a keyboard is manually wiped down as part of their, uh, you know, environmental services cleaning policy. 
Um, so, so this is a device that's sitting above a keyboard that's attached to it, and it's putting a keyboard a or any key, other device, an yep. iPad or whatever, something that is, gets touched in between patient interaction, and therefore it's decontaminating that that area. And then all of a sudden, somebody walks in front of it, and their hands are in the way. It shuts off, is what you're saying. Yep, yep. It's extremely safe. Uh, numerous safety, uh, you know, devices and and methods built into it. Um, so that's, that was the initial start of the technology. Mm-hmm. Then when we met Dr. Lee, um, there was a, that was a, that's a whole new arena. In fact, that's, that's the, the that's the big focus now, thanks to uh, COVID and that's our air platform. Um, and, uh, she had been doing previous work and now we ta- our team has taken, uh, what, what was initially there. And just like with the technology I've created, uh, just done insanely genius expansions of the core technology. Uh, so the air platform is uh, currently about a two foot by four foot panel that goes into the ceiling. It can either be into the a grid of a drop, you know, of a drop ceiling. It can be flush or or mounted um, onto a hardtop ceiling, um, and it and it can be suspended. If you have very high architectural, you know, rooms that have 20, 30 foot tall ceilings uh, to to suspend it, ideally eight to 12 feet uh, above the floor. And uh, it has a sealed high intensity UVC chamber uh, that and then fans that draw the air in, pass it through that chamber and expel the air back out the other side. And... uh, uh, and then, uh, you know, things that are involved with uh, that technology that I don't see other um, devices that use UVC to clean air. And I, it makes me, you know, think that they're not really doing all of their homework or they don't really understand the problem uh, because they don't have someone like Dr. Lee and our other experts on board to tell you the, the cold, hard truth like, like Simon Cowell does on America's Got Talent. Um, You can't just stick a little air circulation machine in the corner of a room and expect that that's, I mean, you know, everyone that's, that's making these, some of these devices uh, all claim, you know, four or five nines of, of disinfection. Now there's two things that you need to understand when you hear those numbers uh, that there are two areas of where disinfection is occurring. One is just inside the UVC chamber. And that's where pretty much everybody is giving the data as far as the reduction of pathogens inside their UVC chamber. What I'm not seeing, I I don't think anyone is is presenting data except us as far as what what impact is that device with that technology having on the actual air in the room. And ultimately, that's the only number that matters. So you hear everyone saying a 90, you know, 99.9 or the four yeah. nines uh, reduction, which is what we have four nines plus reduction in our chamber. But much more importantly, we've done research both, you know, at our, in our, at our company in both theoretical models, but also in, in actual uh, three-dimensional rooms that we've sealed in and we test and even much more than that, we have a, a growing large number of clients that have done before and, a, and after 
air quality testing. Um, and that's, you know, for example, last week I had an appointment with my doctor, who's uh, the same doctor that was doing my exam when I got the idea. He's now uh, in this big innovation building for, uh, for Trinity Hospital Systems. And uh, I went to uh, that appointment and was surprised and pleasantly so to see they had our technology deployed throughout that building. And my 20-minute uh, physical ended up taking two hours because the doctor kept bringing other doctors and managers in to meet me and introduce to me and talk to me because they were so excited about the results that their own tests had shown. And it was the same results that I've heard from numerous clients now doing before and after air sampling, where it's been a dramatic improvement in airborne pathogens. And uh, so... Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. So two, two products to imagine. So Dr. Lee, let's get into the science, the statistics that, you know, Ted's start, starting to introduce, you know, what sets UV Angel apart from other standing units in the room. Give us some background on, you know, where you started, how you got pulled into UV Angel, or, or I'm not sure how that story went, but give us that background and then where it's taking you now with, with this um, air quality control. Yeah, that's a great question, Eric. And, you know, I, I met uh, Tom um, and I, pre to prior to pandemic, I've worked all over the world, you know, trying to solve environmental problems, particularly in hospitals as they related to air and disease transmission, particularly, you know, clinicians focus on trying to make people well. I focus on trying to prevent people from getting sick. And as it relates to the air, and I, I've spoke all over the world in the Middle East and China and you know South America and Europe and so on and so forth. And in all my talks, I always start out by saying, you know, the life is going to change with one mutant gene and it's going to be delivered by the air. And everybody would chuckle and ha 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 and you know move on to the talk. Well, you know, we're here. We're living this dystopia of, of life as we know it changing and, and how long this change will go on or how long this is going to happen. Sorry about that. How long this is going to happen? You know, we, we don't know. If we take the history of pandemics, we're probably looking at at least two years. But, but the important thing is, is that everybody breathes. Everybody has to breathe. And what we've learned during this pandemic is that we all deserve clean air, but we can't see it. Sometimes Ted's heard me talk about the invisible threat. And the invisible threat is, is that we protect ourselves from, from things we can't see. But the air, unfortunately, is something that, you know, unless there's smoke, unless we can see smoke or we can smell something bad, we just think it's fine. And as we interact with people, you know, we've all flown on planes. And how many times have you flown on a plane where somebody next to you is coughing up a lung for four hours and you just want to completely purell yourself when you get off the plane prior to the pandemic? And so we have some um, instinctively, we try to protect ourselves. Uh, but unfortunately, airborne transmission of pathogens 
um, is unseen. We, it, it's very difficult. So my interest uh, started probably mostly as an industrial hygienist for most of my career. But when I worked at MD Anderson Cancer Center and was responsible for all of the facilities there, about 18 million square feet under roof, um, we had all kinds of air handlers. We had HEPA filters and UV and everything else. And yet at the end of the day, everything we did, we would still have infections. Mm. So I started studying what was going on actually in the patient room. What was the environment within this patient room, this bubble? Because that's what a patient is or in their little environmental bubble. And we found that um, most of the transmission was not occurring from the air handlers, was not occurring from the air coming in, but it was more occurring from people interacting with patients in the room. And so that really drove my interest in this area. And then as, as uh, Ted had mentioned, I was working on a development of an early version of this product. And then I met Tom Byrne, who's the CEO, and uh, who brought me into the company. And the vision was to grow Ted's original platform to provide a holistic engineering continuous treatment of the environment. And that's how the air, the, the concept of the air program came about. Wow. That's awesome. It's so exciting to hear. So give us the stats. How is this, what, what does this do to the air? Well, I think as, as uh, one of the things that, as Ted mentioned, is that we uniquely study the environments with our clients that they're interested in and measuring the metrics that they're interested in. So CDC recommends three things if you're going to evaluate a technology. One is what is the, what is the laboratory studies? And, and Ted put it very well when he talked about people having studies that show 99.99, mm -hmm. 99.9. What does that really mean? Yeah. And so it gives people an idea. So it gives you a number to start with. Secondly, CDC says you should look at what the claims are that the company makes, both from people who use the product, from the engineering. And that's where Ted talked about, we mathematically model the performance of this technology against 88 common indoor environmental pathogens, things that you'd be interested if you were a veterinary clinic, if you were a dentist, if you were a hospital, if you were a school, things that transfer um, either organically through the environment or from people to people within the environment. And then the third thing which really separates us from uh, many competitors is the peer-reviewed studies. Um, a product um, that goes out and says, what actually happens in the environment if you use this product? And that's where we separate ourselves from many competitors in that we have uh, five peer-reviewed papers on this product. Uh, a sixth one is under review right now with the Journal of Environmental Hygiene, Occupational Environmental Hygiene. Uh, which is the Journal of Interest to Occupational Medicine, Industrial Hygienists, and so forth. And so that really separates what actually happens in the environment. 
What does it actually do for you as a customer? What does it do within your office or your, your dentist's office or whatever? And so that's where we separate. So those three things, anyone considering a product in this space should consider. So being totally layman on that, I have no idea, you know, what I'm even saying when I ask this question. Okay. So please forgive me if, if, if you need to. I hear this phrase, kill rates. What, what does that mean? And how does UV Angel approach that? And what does it do with that? Because I'm so unclear on that. You know, that's really a great question, actually, because, you know, kill has a synonymous um, definition with capture, with disinfect, with just a whole plethora of of terms. Mm -hmm. Now, in our particular application, we're not really killing uh, pathogens, we're neutralizing them. And by that is we're interrupting their DNA. And all viruses, bacteria, and fungus have to do one thing. They have to reproduce. Reproduce, yeah. So if they can't reproduce because we've destroyed your DNA, you eventually die. Mm -hmm. And so that's the pathway. A lot of people think about killing because chemicals traditionally kill. Yeah, bleach or something. Bleach them, they dry them up, they desiccate them, they do all sorts of things. Uh, but different technologies have different operational pathways. And ours is to neutralize, and then uh, that eventually eliminates, which is what diff- is different than, say, filtration, which captures the particles. Particles aren't dead. Mm-hmm. Now, eventually, again, if you don't have enough media on, on the filter for them to reproduce, that may be the ultimate outcome. But each technology has a different operational pathway. So the, num- the, the word kill is often used synonymously with whatever that technology does to reduce, eliminate, and so forth. And what is UV Angel's success rate in, I guess, that kill rate, for lack of a better term? What, what, what would you say, like when you look at the air quality before they're using it versus now, how does that give me some numbers here? Dentists yeah. love numbers. Perfect. In a, in a, for instance, in a test laboratory, as, as Ted mm-hmm. said, we're 99.99. If we look at it in an actual operating environment, so say a dentist's office or mm-hmm. a doctor's office or a hospital or, you know, a compounding pharmacy or whatever, we see anywhere between a reduction in the air of sentinel bacteria between say 55 and and 80%. Um, And then in settled surface, which is an interesting claim that we have because we see a lot of bacteria reduction on settled surfaces. So those are the bacteria that fall out of the air Mm -hmm. and land on the top of your television set or land on the the uh, light arm of your dental practice that re-entrain itself every time the air handler kicks on or people come in and out. We see about a 50% reduction on average on those surfaces. And I can give you an example of a study that I did in a VA uh, dental practice. Uh, Had about 24 um, dental procedure or operatory rooms and we compared putting the UV angel air units in uh, several of those rooms with the lobby area. During the pandemic, 
during all the pandemic cleaning protocols, during all of that. Yeah. And we use the lobby as a control. Uh, and again, there's no aerosol generating procedures going on there. That's just where people are sitting doing normal people thing, all with masks on, of course. Mm-hmm. The operatories in the procedures room where the generation of aerosols are going on are 100% protected. People are completely dressed up. We saw, still saw a greater reduction of the lesser amounts of bacteria in the procedure rooms than existed in the lobbies. And so what we found was we were able to keep those cleaner, even with aerosol generating procedures going on with our unit. But in our peer reviewed studies, we see pretty consistently uh, 50 to about an 80% reduction in measured um, colony forming units per cubic meter of air, which is uh, sort of like a, a surrogate for measuring the reductions in the environment. It's like a square foot. No, I don't know. And again, we're just talking the air technology, not, we're not including the uh, ADAPT series that, we're, that we started talking about. That's exclusively just using the air tech at that point. I gotcha. So then the light on top of it is what you're saying, Ted, could even improve that or is improving. Yeah, that. to the high touch surfaces, if you right. add the ADAPT series, then, then you take that uh, improved surface you know, pathogen level and reduce it to basically nothing um, wow. you know, if it's high touch surfaces in our and the ADAPT is applied to them. Wow. Okay. And again, I know nothing about this. So when you tell me 50% to 80% reduction, I don't know what that means. Is that good? Is that phenomenal? I mean. Well, I think that you have to put it into context. Um, so if, if the two most important things to get a disease, so you're the susceptible host, you're the person we're trying to protect. Mm-hmm. That's the design of all of our technologies is to protect the person. Yeah. And, and so you're the susceptible host. There's lots of things that go into that. And you've heard this during the pandemic, your age, your comorbidities, mm-hmm. um, your just overall general health being exposed. But the two things that are constant with all disease transmission is a transmissible pathogen i.e. the coronavirus 2, and that's a highly transmissible pathogen. In some cases, we've seen numbers as high as as, um, measles. And so what what we're looking at is a highly transmissible pathogen. But the most important thing of that is the amount or what's called the infectious dose. How much is actually in the air? I've heard that as viral load. Is that wrong? Am I saying Viral load is another word for that. Uh, infectious dose is your susceptibility to that, but the enviral load or the viral load of that is how much free particles are circulating in the air. So if you can imagine that number is really high, our technologies combined, as Ted said, lower that number down. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is, is that we're giving you added protection. Now, should you still wash your hands? Of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. Should you? Yeah. So what we're doing, all that, yeah. Right. So what we're doing is we're taking this level that we, we don't know because we don't know your individual variants and we're reducing it. So we're reducing it environmentally as low as we can possibly get it in an active environment where patients are coming in, yeah. they're having their procedures, aerosol, you know, 
aerosol going on. So we're constantly lowering that amount with the ultimate outcome. Now, we have two studies using this sort of technology, not with the not with the uh, ADAPT, but with the air that had a 60% reduction in infections overall in an ICU and a 28% reduction in infections to ventilator patients in a nursing home. So just by cleaning the air, no other protocols, no other, no changes, no, nothing different. One unit had 28% less infections to their patient or their residents in a nursing home and a 60% overall reduction in an ICU. So we look to study not only the reduction in the environment, but the outcomes that our clients are measuring. Another one was a compounding pharmacy. They were measuring compliance with what's called USP 797. And they were able to be 100% compliant by using uh, this type of a product of cleaning the air. So it it becomes really important to measure what the client is measuring. Uh, The one that Ted referred to, one of their major outcomes in that practice, that medical practice, was patient satisfaction. And of the patients and employees who responded to the survey after we we put in these interventions, there was a 100% positive response of patients wanting to come back into that environment, feeling safe to return to the environment. So it's multifaceted what you're asking. Yeah. Um, but, but we do have specific outcomes. That's great. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going you're gonna to think I'm making this up, but uh, this morning, I actually had my six-month cleaning with my dentist. <laughs> so did I. Swear, I. Serious, I swear. I swear. Nine a.m. this morning. <laughs> Me now, too. Everybody's, yep, everybody's clapping as they listen to this because they're very excited. Yep, to hear and that. several yeah. months ago, my dentist <laughs> deployed the UV Angel Air technology in his office. Now, what's interesting? My wife had her cleaning yesterday and told me. She said, "Hey, honey, when you lean back in the dental yeah. chair." you look straight at the UV angel air unit above the dental chair and get to read all the cool stuff that it's actually doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and I asked both the, the, the hygienist cleaning me and then had a conversation with the dentist afterwards um, and said, Hey, what's the feedback you guys are getting with this? And both of them, the first thing they said is, well, a large number of our patients who suffer from allergies have all said that they've noticed a dramatic improvement in their symptoms when they're in our building. Okay. And I mean, they they were both, that was the first thing they said. And they said, now this is anecdotal. And he said, and I don't really have hard data to tell you this. He said, but none of my employees have gotten sick since we deployed the air tech. Okay. Which, you know, I'll be, I'd be interested to see how that continues to play out statistically over time. Yeah. Uh, Actually, but, you're kind of taking the words out of my mouth because I was thinking, well, I'm trying to think, okay, if I'm a dentist listening to this, how does this benefit me? Well, one, I think my employees are going to feel safer, right? Yeah. Gonna feel and, like- and, and the dentist said that, um, he said, you know, prior to COVID deploying something like this would be patients would be, wow, that's really cool. He said on the, 
you know, now that we're on the other side of this, essentially, you know, at least now everybody's, you know, fully aware and used to it, obviously. He said, now all the patients expect that you have this kind of technology in place. And he said, and if you don't, you're going to be viewed as substandard. Yeah, th- this is this is where ROI really is what we're getting into as an investment for a product like this and saying, okay, well, if I'm a dentist, I don't have something in here that I'm doing for my patients. There are a percentage of your patients, if you're listening to this, right, you're thinking, okay, I haven't seen Ricky Bobby in two years. He hasn't been the practice because he has this fear or this reluctancy to come back post-pandemic. There's a percentage of your practice, you need to know what that is, that you have overdue to come in. What's keeping them? If you were to put something like this in play, you do, like you're talking about, Ted, you know, you have all the descriptions on what it is, you do a video of it, and then we have a system that just texts and emails all your patients, say, look how safe it is to come into practice, here you go, and they just see a nice video of what you're doing with the UV Angel, all of a sudden the phone rings. And they're yeah, in fact, we, on our website, we have testimonial data from uh, one of our customers, uh, Michigan Smile One Services, where um, our air tech uh, and and I believe also the Adapt was deployed as part of their, you know, hey, let's uh, let's you know remake the, our system, make to present that we're very aggressively pursuing making our environment safe for you as a as a patient, and they say they they saw a twenty five percent increase in revenue compared to pre-pandemic business. So that's an increase, not a decrease. And they saw a 168% increase in average monthly new patient appointments compared to pre-pandemic monthly averages. So they took the negative of, you know, and it was a huge negative for the dental industry, you know, of, uh, you know, of this pathogen and, you know, turn that into a real win scenario for them and actually, you know, grew their business by putting these kinds of systems in place and making it, you know, and, and, and very effectively communing, communicating that to their clients and, and you know, uh, people in their area. I see here, you know, people are going to say, oh, a video, a dental office, is that uvangel.com? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. And then it's, is the email for more information, info at uvangel.com? Correct. Awesome. All right. And I'm looking at a brochure online. I'm there looking at it right now. And it's just really cool light. You know, it's up up here. And I don't know if that's like inside. It looks like it's inside. But you can look at all this. And there's all kinds of statistics for you to look at, research for all of you, um, just doctors that are interested in this kind of thing. And it's really, really cool. So I want you guys to go check it out. All right. What do I have to do to put this in my practice? I got to remodel my practice. What, what has to happen here? It's pretty simple, actually. Um, we do a lot of retrofit. If you've got overhead lights, um, it can fit right into the ceiling grid. If you've got hard ceilings, um, as Ted mentioned, we have a hard ceiling mount. So it's pretty simple. It's got a constant hot for the infection control box. Uh, and then you can get it with or without a downlight, depending on what type of lighting. Um, but from what I understand from our installation team and from, quite frankly, the electricians that put this in, it's about a 20-minute install for a new um, a, a new unit. And then once a year, you change the UVC bulb and the MERV-6 filter, and that takes about 10 minutes. It's literally changing a light bulb. 
Wow. All right. Awesome. So what is one more thing that you guys want everyone listening to hear from you on this? Well, I can go first. Um, you know, I've spent a career in this and I don't think this is the last pandemic. And what we're finding is just like with hmm. what we're seeing in climate change, what we're seeing just in, in a lot of things is that these things are going to accelerate. And as zoonotic diseases jump host species, which is exactly what this is, which is exactly what MERS is, which is exactly what the first coronavirus and, and you know, the pandemic of 1918, uh, we're going to see more of these. And uh, hardening your environment so that not only you're safe, but your patients are safe and your employees are safe is going to help to uh, reduce the economic impact of these issues. And so um, I think it becomes really important for us to pay attention to the air and to pay attention just like we do. You've been cleaning your office forever. You've been washing your hands forever. You've been doing all these things. And so a lot of times when I talk to people, I say, so what do you do for you know, cleaning surfaces and they have multi, multi levels of, well, we use this disinfectant, we use this cleaner, and we clean this many times a day for this, and we sterilize this often. But if I say, well, what do you do for your air? Um, most people can't answer that question. I'm fogging or I'm aerosoling. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Or I, I do nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I hear you. I hear you. All right. Exactly. Well, that's I, great point. I think what I, what I would say is, um, you know, along the same lines, I mean, you, you can, you know, you, you have to be constantly cleaning your environment. Now, do you want to always start every day with a basically a, a really lousy, you know, level of pathogens in your air and on your surfaces that you have to manually deal with every day and, and mask, you know, frequently and, you know, mask mandates and ma not mask mandates. When I went in today, I was like, do I wear a mask? Don't I wear a mask? You know, what's their rules now? Um, and I, I don't want to, you know, make any special claims about now, but people not meeting masks. But, but think about this, the mask that everyone is wearing, and I'm not talking about an N95 or even a step above that, a respirator, which gets close to 100%. Um, but the mask that most people are wearing, if they are expected to go into your doctor's office or that I thought I would need when I went to my dentist today. Um, that's about us, you know, and Dr. Lee would, would know a lot more about this than me. But that's, I've, I've heard numbers about 60% filtration of particles, and who knows what that mix is as far as particle sizes. But uh, it's interesting, if you could start with air, that's already 60 or, you know, 70 or 80% better to be before you even put the mask on. Think about that. So if, if you can create an environment that compared to everyone else is as if you're wearing a mask or, or even better than that without a mask, um, and that's your starting point, that seems like a no-brainer to me, you know? So, huh. Great. Love it. So good. So good. Paul, anything you want to add? You've been so patient waiting and Ready to um, pounce here. Soaking it all in. Actually, I think uh, Dr. Lee and Ted summed it up just perfectly. There's not much more than I can add. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, look, I'm really grateful that you guys are willing to come on 
I know this is a, a mutual mastermind here where I'm learning from you. Hopefully the people that are listening are learning, but also we're sharing you that, hey, dentistry wants something like this and so that they're willing to reach out to you. And, and for those listening, please, please check it out. Uh, and I will also say this, you've got to know how to market this to your patients so that they know it's, it, it's safe to come in when you have this, this in place. So you know that All-Star can actually help you with coaching services and verbal skills and how to communicate this. So if you're interested, send an email to heather at allstardentalacademy.com and we'll continue to help you guys build your practice uh, from the inside out, from marketing in, from verbal skills to training your team. You guys already know that. So I'm so thankful that we have this opportunity to meet with the UV Angel team. And for those listening, thank you for joining us and taking the time to invest in yourself. And until next time, go out there and be an all-star. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank Thank you, you, everyone. Yep. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com. 